there. Welcome to Real WW Talk, the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW, formerly Weight Watchers, plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW, what we've learned, what we struggled with, and what our goals are for the coming week. There is no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. So on today's Real WW Talk, we're shining a spotlight on Lifetime members. Now, the three of us have lost a lot of weight, but we are not Lifetime yet. But we want to talk about the lessons we've learned from Lifetime members so that we can prepare ourselves now for what Lifetime can look like. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hello there. Welcome to another Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. We are so glad that you're going to spend the next 30, 35 minutes or so with us if we pace ourselves right and don't over talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're notorious for doing. Exactly. Well, you know how <laughs> you get into a good conversation and you're not going to stop until everybody said what needs to be said. You can't put a time limit on that. No, no way. Not at all. But if you are brand new with us, we are so glad you're here every week. Uh, we three talk about our week on WW, uh, anything that we may have struggled with or some of our highs and lows are non-scale victories, which we call NSVs. So Candace is the keeper of the schedule. Candace, tell us who is going to go first this week. It is on me. I <laughs> am the first one to bite the bullet this week. And I have started another step bet that began today. So I have my Apple watch on, which tells me if I'm allowed to move or not. You know, when you're in a step bet, you do not move until the Apple Watch is on your arm because the steps don't count. So I am very excited to start that. They did increase my steps by like two to 300 for the active and, and uh, stretch goal day. And that feels so insurmountable. So I'm like, what am I going to do for two to 300 more steps? So please pray for me because <laughs> this very small increase in my steps is really making me freak out. So oh I've just goodness. been walking around the house. So that's good. And then also I did start my couch to 5K. So you all remember, may recall a few episodes ago, I said that I was going to get back into running, not necessarily because I usually run only when being chased. That was the joke. Yep. Still necessarily true, but yep. I was challenging that. So I did the first day of couch to 5k yesterday, which is like 30 minutes long, but it's an alternation between running, alternating between running and walking. Yeah. And I felt okay. I felt okay. Good. So, you know, mine are more like activity NSVs this week. I missed the meeting because, you know, babies do what they do. And my little boy was not having it Saturday. But yeah, I'm really proud of the fact that I've been really focused on my activity. I mean, the fact that you're doing even the couch, um, the five, what is it? Couch to 5K. Couch to 5K. I mean, and com combining that with your step bet yeah. is really awesome. And for just for, for you all to understand, because some people may not be familiar with couch to 5K, couch to 5K is a running plan. It's It's a template of sorts that was created by somebody very smart and way in better shape than I was that said, this is going to take you from being a couch potato to being able to run a 5k within, I think it's like an eight to nine week program, something like that. So it breaks it down. There's a really cool app that's free that I downloaded onto my phone. So that's what couch to 5k is. 
get it. Do you think that doing the Peloton, all of your hard work on the Peloton has helped you cardiovascularly <laughs> with um, doing the, the first day? You said it was, you know, it sounds like it was better than you thought it was going to be, right? You know, honestly, doing Pelafondo when we did that in July and seeing that I could put my mind to something. Yes, Ricky, I did feel the cardiovascular difference because I've mm -hmm. been on the bike, but also me crushing that goal that looked insurmountable, 50 mm -hmm. miles for me was a big deal, kind of put a little, little fire under me. Like I can do things that I think are difficult to do. I can do hard things of my new mantra. And so, I'm an athlete, right? You called yourself an athlete again at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was an athlete for a while and then I mm -hmm. lost the title in my mind, but now reclaiming mm -hmm. that and putting the action behind it. So I was excited. That's awesome. I love that you pointed that out too, Ricky, that yeah. Candace, you're an athlete. It still feels very weird to hear. That's why I'm like, oh, that's not high. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it still feels very weird because I'm like, I still think athletes are people who look a certain way. But, or people um, who are in the Olympics. Yes. Mm -hmm. Simone Biles is an athlete. Serena Williams is an athlete. Right. Candace is an athlete in her mind. But to but someone who's sitting on the couch or someone who maybe is at the beginning of uh, maybe an extreme weight journey or something like that, that is athletic yeah. for them. So Very much for so. someone else, you are a goal. Yeah. And mm -hmm. to myself, even if it's just me, I'm doing more than I did yesterday or the day before. So yeah. mm -hmm. I choose to be proud of that. You should be. We're proud Thank of you. Thank you. Erin, your turn. Um, so last week, I remember I had mentioned that I was up the pound, but I wasn't worried about it because I knew it was just a funky pound and it was a funky pound. Uh, I was down 1.6 this week. Ooh. So that pound plus a 0.6. And so I was very happy to have lost that. I was slightly disappointed at the 0.6 part because I knew I was losing the one, but I wanted more on top of it. But I went one, don't be greedy because I have... With So three out of four weeks, I have lost weight. And that's massive. That is massive for me because that hasn't been happening. And so I was, I, so I was happy about that. But I also recognized too last week, I had more sweets than I usually do. And I also had added into the mix more chips than I usually do. And some, I had, had cut out all diet soda. And I had a couple of Diet Cokes last week. And so I went, oh, well, that's kind of interesting, that difference. So this week, I am back. Now, Saturday, I will say Saturday was out of control. It wasn't out of control. I should take that back. I was not out of control. I made a conscious decision at dinner. My brother came over and it was uh, our movie night and we had burgers and fries. And so we made the burgers here at the house. But we went down the street to a burger place um, that has French fries like you get on uh, the boardwalk. It's actually called Boardwalk Burgers and Fries. And so we got two things of fries for a family from the family of four to be able to eat. But my brother and I ate a fair share of those fries. And so when I look back on it, I way over ate fries. But it wasn't like the fries snuck up on me. I knew in my head and I made a conscious decision in my head that I was going to just enjoy and eat more. And I did. So, you know, wherever the chips may fall, the fries may fall on the scale. It is what it is, but I'm okay with that decision. 
But everything else for this week and even just yesterday and today have been fully on plan and and I'm happy. I don't feel restricted. I feel good. I went for a walk yesterday on a different path than I usually do. And there's this massive hill that I have to walk up. And to be honest, I haven't done it in a while. Uh, the last time that I did it was actually about a year Oh my goodness. It's well over a year ago was the Baltimore women's classic. Mm -hmm. And I did the virtual 5k for that. And I could not do the 5k all in one shot. I had to do some of it that morning and coming up that hill made me positively ill. Like I thought I was Mm going to have a heart attack coming home. And then I pushed myself to do the rest of it on a tread on the treadmill later in that day. So I haven't walked this route since then. The difference between then and now, I was kind of dreading it on the way back, but I'm like, just stop it, put your mind into it and just do it. Don't be fearful about it. Mm-hmm. I made it up the hill without huffing and puffing. I felt my legs, I felt my lungs, but the progress was so different from mm-hmm. then. So very grateful and very happy for that. So overall is a good week and we're starting out a good week going into this next one. I love it. And I hear, you know, one of the, after our topic last week about the scale, even though you might not have had the 0.6 might've been a little maybe disappointing, but I love how you're reflecting on all of the other things that made the week successful Mm -hmm. and giving you a full picture and another way to be proud of yourself. That's not just the scale. So I got the way and I deserved finally the week I deserved it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I got both. I got my one pound back from last week and I got the way and I deserved because I didn't deserve to lose more because of, you know, those little choices that I had made from the previous week. So, but I hear so many amazing things in, in what you did. Did I hear correctly that you walked to get the fries? No, I did not walk to get the fries. Okay. That I, would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been amazing, Ricky. I know you said it was up the street. I didn't know if you walked there, but even the choice to say like, cause sometimes when someone chooses to get French fries, and they know they're going to have a burger. It's like, I'm going to get the burger out too. You know, why not? Eating one at home where you can control how it's prepared, what you put on it. Like that's a, a major win. So I think making that choice and saying you're going to have the fries, I, it, you were in control. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all that you chose the no. fries. You could have said, I want to have the fries. I'm going to have a milkshake. And I'm like, anything else? Well, and I also realized too, Thinking back on that, I also chose not to eat one of my, uh, the burger on a gluten-free bun, which that saved Mm. me seven points. Wow. That's major. That's a a huge win. That's awesome. And you chose to share the fries. I don't care if they're made for four or not. (laughs) Like, I know I personally don't listen to five guys when they say that that's a topping that they put on the fries. They put like it in a container and then they pour the rest in the bag. Uh. I'm like, of course that's still one serving. So the fact that you honored the servings and shared with your brother, it's like, bravo. I wish I had something to give you for that alone. I know. (laughs) Listen, my brother was not going to share his part either. So we got, so I initially bought one container of the large fries and I'm thinking that would be good for the four of us. And he starts grumbling. He's like, uh, are you sure that's enough? And I'm like, Austin, it's a large fry. And like, I think I think we'll be okay. Mom and dad and I will usually split a medium fry. And he's like, oh, okay. And they looked at me and I looked at him. And they looked down and they looked at me. And I looked back at him and I went, oh, fine. And so I walked into the <laughs> register. I got another of the large. So he pretty much polished off one of the large. I get him. 
I understand him. I feel him. And I understand when you're looking and you're like, I don't think that's going to be enough for all of us. And I don't care if you use controlling words like, isn't this a large or an extra large? I don't care. It doesn't look like enough fries. Sometimes when you're in the mood for fries, you're in the mood for fries. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, it is what it is. It's movie night. Let's do it. Ricky, how was your week? (laughs) Well, um, I, I made a choice, you know, talking about the scale last week to do a no way in week because I, you know, I, I felt like I controlled a, a lot of good things throughout the week, but I also didn't control everything as well as I could have with going back to work. Um, mainly my dinners. I had my lunches packed, my breakfast packed because I like to take breakfast and eat it at work. Um, but I felt like I didn't, um, I could have prepared better for dinners. Um, and that I think was a, a point heavier day, uh, like me- meal of the day consistently through the week, which didn't make me feel great. And I said, you know what? I made it through this week. I, it was hard to go to the meeting when I said it. walking through that door is going to be the challenge for me today. <laughs> I don't have to get on the scale. I marked it in the app as the same weight and I'll face it next week. I'm not hiding from it, but I'm just taking a break this week from it. Um, but I, I kept up with Activity, I did that three days last week, and I decided, made an effort this morning, the first day of school, to do a workout and a Monday. <laughs> did, did a workout in the Peloton before work. Um, so I also met my Apple Watch goal for the month and um, closed all my rings and made it through the day. So I feel like that is a non-scale victory. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I hear so many good things out of that, even just choosing, choosing to show up to the meeting because I wasn't able to make the meeting because I wasn't feeling well. Candace wasn't able to make the meeting because of, you know, baby. And so you could have, you could have chosen not to show up because we weren't going to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. But you chose to go ahead for yourself and show up, but you took control of how you were going to feel that morning mm-hmm. and gave yourself permission to show up and not worry about the scale and then just get right back and keep going on track. I mean, the fact that you were up this morning to do a Peloton ride before work to me is that's massive. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it made me feel horrible because we're connected <laughs> on the Apple Watch. So I did not wake up to get on the Peloton and I got this little ding and it said, Ricky completed a Peloton or a, a bike workout. I said, well, isn't that just amazing? You're really starting off this week really stellar, aren't you? You know, but And but you honest, did catch the 5K, so I'm happy for you too. But it was not this morning. <laughs> But to your point, I think what Aaron said, the thing that I heard that you said that truly stuck with me is sometimes you just need the meeting. Sometimes you just need to hear the topic that reset and the fact that you did not deny yourself that just because you may not have wanted to, you know, not even not face the scale. You chose to say, that's not what I need to do right now, but you still gave yourself that reset and had a chance to hear from other people because sometimes you just need to share your thoughts and hear from others. That's the power of the meeting room to me. Yeah, definitely was a good meeting and I was glad I stayed. You chose to do a hard thing, right? For you that morning, Mm -hmm. the hard thing was being there and staying there Mm -hmm. and then getting up and and working out before you go to work and, you know, reprioritizing things. To me, those are all, that's all win, girl. 
all yeah. win. <laughs> Thanks. Sounds you. like we all had wins this week in, in different ways. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Yay. Hey, ladies. So yeah. I just an idea for something. Um we had this has kind of been floating around in the Real WW Talk Facebook group. And uh, if you're not part of the group, we'd love for you to join in. Just search Real WW Talk uh, on Facebook. But we've been talking a lot about lifetime in the group. We've got a lot of lifetime members, and you're always a lifetime member. Um, but we've got some lifetime members who, because of COVID and other things, who have um, put some more of the weight back on. And there is uh, there's this mental struggle of. I've lost the weight before, but I'm back where I once was and not feeling that you are um, the one that you're not lifetime anymore, feeling that I've got to go do all this over again. Right. And it's this whole thought of like, I thought I was at the end of the struggle and, but now I'm back here again. I got to pay again. <laughs> I got to pay again. And then we had someone reach out to us on Instagram, um, Colleen underscore PIT. Colleen is a, uh, she's a lifetime member as well. And she's at lifetime and she like her profile picture is her doing what looks like um, what a, a triathlon or something like that, or some kind of like extreme bike ride. I mean, she's fit. Uh, you'd look at her and go, she doesn't do WW mm-hmm. and she does WW and she's a lifetime member. And her struggle right now is not, having enough from WW as someone who, who is at lifetime, who is working hard on, um, you know, exercise and struggling with not having enough tools. It feels to her like WW is geared towards just that losing weight portion and not supportive enough of I'm at lifetime. And that's just something that we actually hear from a lot of our lifetimers in the meeting is it, we all say like, when I get to lifetime, everything's going to be okay. And it's over and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that too. Also in our Facebook group, we had somebody join. I don't have her, um, her page up, but one of the things that she said was I've done this program over and over again. I've hit lifetime several different times, but I've put the weight back on and I've gone back and forth and I'm here again, trying to do it. And it always makes me wonder when I hear, people sharing that because you think that lifetime is going to be it. You work so hard to get the weight off and, but what is it that didn't allow it to stick, you know, for you? I always wonder, were you doing, was there a part in your journey that you were doing that was more quote unquote diet culture, Mm. eliminating things that you weren't always going to, to eliminate doing practices that you knew you weren't going to keep up with. Um, And then for those who have kept it off, what are the things that they have done that has made it sustainable? Mm -hmm. I think it's a fascinating thing. And I think WW was actually using, I don't know, have you all heard about this where I think they have polled lifetime members and Mm -hmm. come up with different metrics and data about what some of their best practices were and used it to guide the meeting room topics. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Because I think that we have so much to learn from our lifetime members, those Mm -hmm. who have sustained it and those who haven't. Because, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I think think you're right. And I think as Weight Watchers and WW has evolved over the years, and we've been a part of it over the years, there has, it has been a diet culture, you know, like, and I think they have, you know, gone towards wellness wins and wellness and, you know, this is a lifestyle, but I think not many people, 
at least in my you know experience, join Weight Watchers thinking, oh, I'm going to join this and this is my, I'm here for life. So I think when you are a part of something and you join it with the intention of only doing it to get to your goal and then ending, I think it must be challenging because I've never been lifetime, but I'd imagine it must be challenging to get to lifetime and then change your entire mindset to, oh, I, I have to keep going. I, I, oh, yeah, I'm free, but I have to keep going. And I understand free, you're only free as long as you're within a certain range. But changing that mindset, I can imagine, is really challenging. I've always said, like, I'd be amazing at Lifetime because <laughs> I'm great on maintenance. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I hit these, I've hit these walls of a couple months at a time where nothing budges, and I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I actually, I actually pulled of the. 3,000 different leaders that I have seen on, on my journey being that I used to hide from meetings <laughs> and I've seen a lot of leaders, but I, I actually pulled a few and I asked them, I said, how did you finally make the decision? What was it that made you make the change to get to goal this time and stay there? And I found it consistently. The feedback was, I accepted that it was for life. I knew that no matter what, it was never going to be over. So once I accepted that this never ends, it helped me to make decisions about what I was eating and what I was doing that I could sustain because there's no ending point. The ending point isn't a number on the scale because then I have to maintain it. Mm -hmm. So I, I always loved that. Because I do think that sometimes we feel lifetime is the is the goal and that once you're there, you stop mm-hmm. and you think you got it by then. And I think that you sometimes we may and I've never been to lifetime, but I've lost a significant amount. And then you get a little cocky. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you get really proud of yourself and you think, you know, I, I don't know what I don't know if you all have heard that or if that's something that resonates. But I do think that you can think that there is going to be an end. At some point, something will click and I won't have to do all of this. I feel like I've heard that in the meeting room, definitely. And have you guys even heard people express it as, you know, I thought I could go back to eating the way I used to even, which sounds kind of ludicrous. Like, why would you go through this? And and you know, the points got lower as you lost weight. But then somehow in your mind, you think, I'm going to go back to eating exactly the, you know, the hot dog and the pizza, like all the stuff I used to eat before. And I think that's another kind of myth that we get into that going back to normal after I get to goal means I can eat, like going back to elimination, I eliminated these things and now I can finally have them again and setting, setting us up for failure if we think that way. Yeah. What is normal? Like, you know, (laughs) redefining normal. I look at Jay in our meeting who he comes every week unless he's on vacation. I mean, it's just what he does. Like, he's like, this is how I lost the weight. Diane, the same. This is how I lost mm-hmm. the weight. This is what I do to maintain it. It's what I have to do. I don't miss my meetings, mm-hmm. period. It's a lifestyle. They're not accept upset about it. They accept it. And I also noticed that they continue to make goals. Like Diane is working on her fitness. She always has a fitness goal. They're working towards, you know, even if they may put a little bit on, they're like, okay, I want to try to get it off, but they're never satisfied with just, this is where I am. 
not in an unhealthy way, but more in a way of how can I challenge myself to do something and to continue to grow? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's also making additional goals to keep you motivated that not aren't necessarily the scale. It could be endurance. It could be blood sugar levels or something else that you want to focus on that gives you optimum health. Mm-hmm. Well, and for Jay, he had some different walking goals and family goals. He had grandchildren that were born and mm-hmm. and, I think puppy. A, <laughs> and puppy, right? And being able to keep up with a puppy, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Candace, I think it's a great point about continuing to kind of reinvent and keep things fresh with the goals, you know, even for us. So no, we are not at lifetime, but I will consider us uh, lifetime members of WW, right. <laughs> Who have, we've lost great amounts of weight, right. And we've managed to maintain keeping, even though we never made it to that official lifetime status, like we kept it off for a while and then it would do the slow creep back up. Now I, I know for me, uh, my weight did a creep up starting in 2019. And that's because 2019 is when I made a major job change and my focus was not on my health. And then COVID happened on top of it. And then other uh, sundry things, depression and stuff settled back in with it. So I recognize that from that point forward, I was not in a healthy place. I wasn't in a healthy mindset. Weight loss was not weight loss was not my priority. WW was not my priority. It was literally about how can I hang on? Even though I've gained, I think it was something like 17 pounds during this time. I know for a fact that if I was not on WW, even half doing WW, I would have gone back up to my original weight and more. There's just no question in my mind. So even even half doing WW is worth it to me. What, like, what have we said? You know, 50% is better than 0%. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think there really is something to that about being able to set the goals. And like right now, I'm in a good spot because now I'm in a healthy place and I'm setting healthy goals for myself. And what's happening, three out of the past four weeks, I've lost weight. I, it's, the, it's mindset. Well, and I, and, and Jennifer, who's another a lifetime member who's in our group, she had sent a message uh, about another lifetime member and it, this topic had come up and she just ran a marathon, I think, or a 10K. And mm-hmm. she showed a picture of her before and a picture of her now. And she shared with me, she said, this was my third time um, on WW. And before I didn't do the mental part, I learned my my last time around COVID that I needed to work on my mindset first. And that if I really wanted this, all it was all in the mindset. And that's when things started to change. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so opposite of why some people do come to the program and what your goals and intentions are when you first start. It's usually not mindset that you feel like you need to attack. You mm-hmm. think it's the food. You think it's the activity only. And you think if you can control those things, so you may say, I'm going to do green plan and I'm going to count every single day. Sometimes I found Felicia Fitness Health. She was one who was on WW for a long time. She's at gold now. She's not on WW anymore. She does, I think, like intuitive eating. But what she said is, I don't want to count points for the rest of my life. I don't want to. Like, I realized that that wasn't something that I wanted to be a long term thing. That's why WW has different plans because for me, the idea of counting points doesn't bother me. I actually, I like 
budgeting. I like counting things. Like that's my fun. Other people, that is a horrible thought that they would have to count points for the rest of their life. So they may need a plan like purple, you know, where you're counting the least amount of foods. You know, you're only really counting the splurges. But, you know, they may not start off that way because they're trying to optimize their weight loss. But if you get into the mindset piece of it, of it's not about how quickly you can get to goal, it's how long you can sustain it. Mm-hmm. It's not because it doesn't matter how long if it if it took you a year to get to goal and then you put it back on. Does does it matter? And you and I, all of us on this know about that journey. We know how mm-hmm. to get it off quickly. If I challenged all of us, we could get the weight off very quickly, very, you know, and and sustain it for how long though? <laughs> I think that goes back to just superficial wise for, and, and not to mean superficial in a negative way, but superficial as in, you know, I have a tangible, like a dress I want to fit into. I have, I want to be X size and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think sometimes when we do make a shift to going through this journey for, you know, it, to, to change our mindset. I think our, sometimes that aligns with our, our wise changing and being more, um, you know, about overall health, overall wellness, my future me, future family, all of that, um, those goals. Um, but I, I'd be interested to see the correlation between those. Yes. Well, we've talked before about the why's change as we go along on this journey. The why that you start out with may not be the same why when you hit lifetime. That why may change. Yeah. Do you find yourselves disappointed when you see somebody? Because, you know, we're WW, there's a lot of people whose journeys you may follow who have hit, hit lifetime and they may be inspirational. You know, it's always inspiring me to see for me to see somebody who's hit lifetime and reach their goals. Do you find yourselves disappointed or in any way affected when you, when somebody who was at lifetime for a long time regains their weight or falls off? Do you attribute it to anything? Because I think that sometimes we can tie our own journeys in with others. And especially if there's somebody who you found to be inspirational. And I wonder if there's pressure in that too, Mm. for those who, who have hit lifetime or, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves to be like them. Yeah. Or to see them as human, you know? I I don't, only because I, for me, feel like I've gained and lost enough weight where it becomes noticeable. Like, I'm in a space right now where I feel that it's very noticeable that I've gained weight. And I I feel the fear of judgment when I show up to things. Or I've had to do a lot of things on camera recently in front of a lot of people. And I know somebody's looking at me going, oh gosh, she didn't look like that the last time I saw her, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know how that feels. And so when I see somebody who has gained the weight and I think about all the reasons that have led me to the place where I've gained weight, I actually tend to look at it in more compassion because I had for them to show up knowing that they've gained weight, knowing that someone's going to look at them or think differently of them the first thing I want to do is just wrap my arms around them. Mm-hmm. I love the humanness of it. You know, for me, I feel the same. Um, I've heard them share that there's an even bigger pressure to walk back into the room to try again because they've been so vocal or so, so in the lime spotlight, you know, 
with their journeys because a lot of times when you have lost a lot of weight, you tend to share, you know, mm-hmm. you're sharing the pictures, you're doing the poses and <laughs> all of that because you're proud, you're confident, you're feeling great. And, you know, you have the, you have the charms and all of that. So it, that, that kind of comeback story and being able to try one more time is sometimes even more inspirational. Yeah. And, and, but I don't know if we sometimes, if, if it's easy to see, I know that even putting back on the weight for me, cause you know, even if it wasn't lifetime, the 50 pounds, you know, when you lost 50, oh, I was everywhere. <laughs> Look at the picture. Oh, what? <laughs> yes, this is this. <laughs> And then, you know, when you put it back on, you don't want to be in anything. You don't mm-hmm. want, you just want to disappear. You just I, want to not be recognized. I had a picture pop up from five years ago when I was at my lowest weight on mm-hmm. WW. And I looked at it and I looked at myself, like, man, I love to look at that, look like that again. Let me go check my weight. And I went, oh my gosh, that is, that's, that's another 20, 25 pounds from where I am. That feels astronomical <laughs> where I am. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was what it was in that time. And so I go from that to where I just did something that was on camera today. And I'm like, this is a horrible angle. Look at this angle on me. I don't look like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got these, like these two warring images of myself. And I'm like, no, this is who you are. This is who Mm -hmm. you are right now. And just accept it. This is the body that you have right now. And at some point you will get there again, but it's not about going backwards it's about going forwards, right? Yeah. In better health. And that's what I'm aiming to go do. So yeah. I feel like even though I wasn't at lifetime though, like you were saying, Candace, you know, I was at a place where I was down what 55 pounds and I've gained like half of that back. And it, mm-hmm. it feels like so much. It feels yeah. like so much in my head. I can relate to both of you guys. I had the same experience of, of losing and gaining it back. And when I think about, you know, people and public figures who've had that experience, I I agree with you guys. I have the compassion for them and can definitely relate. And, and I don't judge them. I find like you're saying, Aaron, I'm so much harder on myself. I, I could forgive them in a heartbeat, not even forgive isn't even the word because I'm not like, they have nothing to apologize to me, (laughs) but I, I'm, incredibly hard on myself, which I I think we've talked about cycles before, but it it just feeds into the cycle of my confidence and self-worth and, and my success. I think it's so tied to my success in the journey because I'm constantly hard on myself. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I need to grab some of that compassion for that other person. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys and, and, and use it on myself and say, Hey, I deserve to, to restart this journey too, to, give it everything I have. I deserve to recognize and accept that the journey never ends. There's no end. So whether or not at this point in the journey, if it's a circle, I'm here. If I just choose to get on the bike, to go for that walk, to eat that piece of fruit and just keep going, there's no ending. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because you're not behind. I think that's the thing I want to reinforce in the compassion, like you're talking about, Ricky, is I'm not behind. There was no, it was an illusion to think there was a time frame anyway. It's life forever. So 
there's never, ever going to be a good time to start, even though I think September 1st is in two days. <laughs> <laughs> there's but never going to be a good time. started ahead of it. Cows to 5K and the new step bets. And step Starbucks bets. has pumpkin stuff, so it, it's practically September anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it might as well be September. But we do know that <laughs> September 1st is in two days. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because... Today is just a good of the day, and Ricky woke up and got on the bike, and Erin walked and got boardwalk fries because even though she didn't, Ricky, I'm buying your story that she walked there. She did. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard. Y'all, I ain't walking down Washington Boulevard <laughs> having somebody think the wrong idea about me. <laughs> but it makes to take my fries out of my hand. <laughs> but doesn't it kind of take off a little bit of the pressure to say there? The, you know, is lifetime really the end? No. Is there an end to this journey? No. So let's, every day is a day to continue to make choices that are sustainable and long-term. Right. Whether you're at your goal or not at your goal yet, and you're working towards the goal, what is, what is your goal? Even once you get to lifetime, what's the goal at lifetime? If the goal is maintaining, then what are, what are the things that we need to put in place to be able to maintain? What do we need to keep fresh? What, you know, what are those? I want to start living those things now so that when I get to that space, I'm not caught off guard. I, my expectations are already adjusted. That's why I'm thankful. We actually have so many lifetime members in our group because we're hearing it from them. Uh, Lifetime members are so, so valuable. And I'm so grateful when they stick with WW after they make lifetime because it, they're helping to bring other people along with them and paint a real picture of what it looks like when the weight, when you're at the goal that you want to be at, I should say. I'll never forget that one lifetime member, it may have been Noel, a leader who said that one of the struggles with lifetime is when you're in weight loss mode, you get Keychains for 25 pounds down, 10 pounds, 15. You get, you know, you get rewarded. Mm-hmm. When you hit lifetime, after they give you your little key and your free pass, that I assume that's what you get because I don't know, <laughs> but they give you something and they all clap for you. There's no like ongoing charms. There's nothing to celebrate. It's like, congratulations, you're the same weight. Right. (laughs) Which is what Colleen from Instagram was saying is that Mm -hmm. there isn't this support afterwards. Correct. And as a lifetime member who is still maintaining, where are the resources to help us as we continue to maintain? That's not the, the fun isn't there anymore. The rewards aren't there. Uh, You know what? I would love to hear from our lifetime members who are at lifetime. Mm -hmm. What are some rewards that you think WW could implement for you? I mean, Candace already, I think, said that they've already polled people before to get to the lifetime members to get ideas into the meeting room. And we know mm-hmm. that when members speak up about things, you know, who knows? Three of us who aren't at lifetime could change the lifetime. We program. will change your <laughs> dynamic. If we can try to get back Bravo stars, we will find something. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I think that another point is I'd also be interested in knowing what are they using? I think that's what you said, Aaron. Is it a fitness goal? Is it what are the things that are external that you have mm-hmm. found to be motivational 
because I would imagine that there's so many different things that you can use outside of WW that complement a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. that can keep you going. Because fitness, there's always something to measure, whether mm-hmm. it be how many burpees you do or sit-ups or mm-hmm. how much strong yeah. you are. I mean, there's <laughs> always something, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up for us, but seriously, lifetime members, we really would love to hear from you. If you would even, uh, you obviously can join our, our real WW talk Facebook group. We are on Instagram as well. And you can even send us an email if you want to real WW talk at gmail.com. Uh, we'll even compile some of this and we'll send it on to WW. I don't know what their email address is, but your girl can find it because she could have been a detective if she wanted to. We'll let Oprah know and uh, see, we'll, we'll, we'll put in a little mark and let her know that we have, we're researching this topic and it's very important. She take it seriously. Mm-hmm. This is the collective hive here. We're going to make it happen. Yes. Cause we have a whole lot of clout with Oprah. Just right. So you know. so she much. cares a lot about what we think. <laughs> What are they? She's like, who are they again? What is happening here? <laughs> Someday, wouldn't it be amazing to have Oprah on Real WW Talk? Yeah, that would be amazing. And she can go, hello. <laughs> start it off. Erin doesn't have to do the intro. She'll just be like, hi. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for us today. We're so glad that you joined us. We've got love that we got to spend a little bit of our meeting time together with you. Come find us uh, in the Facebook group, Instagram. And of course, we've got the podcast and the YouTube group. We are everywhere. You cannot escape us. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.